0: First of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and tell me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find. YouTube. It's Nathan back with another video. I apologize. I'm getting my headset together. Uh, I hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe. Uh, This is season 10, episode one of Big Nate Sports Talk podcast. I do apologize. I was supposed to go live a little earlier today, uh, but that's okay. Uh, The Mystics just finished their media, their post practice media call, the soft practice today. Um, They're actually getting ready to leave for Seattle and they'll actually have their actual practice. Tomorrow, so um, get ready for the playoffs. and this episode, we are previewing the playoffs. For this that it start to. I believe they start tomorrow. If I'm saying that correctly, that they start tomorrow. Um, now, the interesting thing is, uh, keep in mind before we started, I, I want to make sure I give some flowers uh Vaughn, uh, who center played for the liberty played for the mystics played for the dream uh announced her retirement uh, after 14 years uh, she's calling it a career uh, i got the pleasure to watch Vaughn as a washington mystic for up until 2016 2017 she was drafted traded to the new york liberty um Kia Vaughn is the definition of what a leader is for a team, and I asked Coach T that question today in the post-practice uh, call. You know, he when he came to DC in 2013, he she brought a toughness and instilled that in a team that the year before, honestly, be honestly and truthfully, except for a few a couple players. The team just really wasn't that good. The coaching staff wasn't that great. Uh, But when he came in, he brought in, he was, she was one of the first players. Ivy Lada, uh, Monique Curry, uh, you know, he still had Crystal Langhorn for a couple years. Uh, oh, Tierra from Pratt, you know, he had drafted Taylor Hill with the fourth overall pick. Uh, Emma Meeson was in that draft as well. Uh, just to see, just, uh, he talked about just a, what she's just done for the game and just how she appreciates the game. in uh, my book, you know, definitely one of those players that you want in your locker room um, on any team. And uh, she had to finish her career and just played for Phoenix and Atlanta. Uh, but after 14 years, she's calling it a career. So I wish her and her, and her future endeavors, um, Definitely, and I think she she could be the good. She has good potential to be a coach. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Champion, how are you? Good to see you. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to get my flowers for that. Uh, Sylvia Fowles, um, another one. 14 years. Uh, finally, called it. Is calling a career. Uh, Arguably, be the best center in the game. Uh, there's no disputing that. There'll never be another Sylvia Fowles. I mean, just her, just her approach to the game, and just how she just wanted to get better year in and year out. I, you know, I remember that draft. She came, she came out of with the, you know, we all know her fedora door hat and stuff. But you know, Chicago. You know how she for a little bit how she kind of helped that franchise for a little bit in two thousand eight until I think about twenty. 2015, you know, she played alongside Elena Deladon for a little while. Um, you know, just no matter where she's gone, it's just greatness and still. I mean, we look at her her uh, accolades. I mean, two-time champion, two times final MVP, all-star, first and second team, um, defensive team. You know, I know she was a block leader a couple times, just just greatness that you can't. Uh, take away, you have to appreciate it. I do feel bad that, um, unfortunately, in the same breath that you know Sue Bird re- was retiring as well, that we didn't really give the the, me, the media did not really truly give her the recognition I think she deserved as compared to Sue. Uh, but again, it's all about the optics, and just to see to see how that's happened. And even she's speaking out about it. There's an article that came out saying that, yeah, she's didn't like how that, you know, she's not getting the same coverage like Sue Bird is. So speaking of greatness, do you smell it? Yes, I do. I definitely smell the greatness shot. I definitely smell it. So, um, you know, first battle hall of famer without without a shot of a doubt. So I just want to send my, uh, best wishes and endeavors to Sylvia and what's happens after basketball. She wants to become a, a mortician. Uh, that's interesting. Very, very interesting. So uh, I wish her on all that best of luck future endeavors. And I'll see her in the Naismith Hall of Fame, staying on that stage when she gives her speech. Um, let's, <laughs> as we, we get our, as we get our playoff preview, let's talk about the non the non-playoff teams um it took to game 36 for all eight seeds to be locked up and uh, painfully this was something i did not expect uh my money was on the phoenix mercury and the new york liberty not making the playoffs so shout out to john lenny also to shout out to my new the latest new subscriber uh, where you where you hiding shout out to him um Yes. Yes, Sean. That's what she wants to be. Yes. Um, Shout out to the subscriber early, say he's Liberty fan. So um, with the playoff preview, we're going to start with the team that most can say are a good example of, you know, the cardiac kids. You know, when uh, the media proclaims you as a team, that's not going to do much or that they're not going to win the Atlanta Dream. The Leonard Dream are, were an example of that. Nobody, let's keep it, let's be honest, nobody expected them to be where they're at this year, um, especially with everything that happened uh, with the whole Katie Carter fiasco, with the whatever happened in the locker room incident, whatever occurred with that, and then uh, the all, middle of the uh, All-Star break, Courtney Williams got into an altercation with somebody... At a, at a club, uh, but we all were kind of like, well, like, what does this mean, you know, for the dream? Like, you got to have some accountability somewhere. And uh, again, did not expect them to be give credit to Renee Montgomery. I'm going to give her flowers, honestly. Uh, she definitely has changed the culture as as part owner for the dream. She brought in Dan Pan over from Las, the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, they brought in Tanisha Wright. And they definitely built up. Uh, Ryan Howard is the definition of a franchise ch- franchise star. You know, you you pair that with uh, Cheyenne Parker, who was an all star this year. Ari McDonald, Erica Wheeler, uh, Monique Billings, Nas Hillman, who I think I will say will have I'm guaranteeing will have a big year next season. Uh, the Atlanta Dream really, really defined perseverance, toughness, they stayed the course, um, and, the, and they should honestly and truthfully hang their hats. They should keep they should keep their heads up. I mean, the future's bright for them. Uh, you know, again, a lot of people did we didn't expect them to be in this situation. So give them give, give, I, I give credit where credit is due. And I'll be the first to admit that, you know, in the midst of what happened, you know, I was one of those like, how can you allow it to happen? What kind of owner does these kind of things and just allows this kind of stuff to happen? Um, and I'll be the first to admit I, I was wrong, and I apologize for that. It's just you don't want to see that that kind of stuff happen to your team if you're an owner or a coach. So, um, and for the most part, I'll say this. They they did pretty well for a team that nobody expected to be where they're at with majority of the season without Tiffany Hayes. Like, Tiffany Hayes has um, a second citizenship she actually had to commit she her, her commitment to overseas for the 3v3 cups i forgot the country off the top of my head but uh she was not with she was not with them i think she, according to reports she did the, the dream was made some were made aware of it some were not it was kind of conflicting so i mean atlanta has a is a they got a bright future ahead of them the team that disappointed <laughs> To not make the playoffs after a decade of success. What the hell? The Minnesota Lynx. Well, um <laughs> after it's not it's gonna to come to an end. Uh they finished the year 14 and 22. Um I'll be honest. The, the Lynx went through a lot this year. Uh, I know there was a period of time they didn't have Kayla McBride because she was overseas uh, finishing, um, you know, finishing up her commitment with, with over there. Uh, they signed Angel McCoultry at the beginning of the season, and then there was a contract. But then there was a, a buyout with that. Uh, the rookie of the year was waived. Crystal Dangerfield from the bubble. Uh, Sil herself got hurt. Uh, And Natalie Ochoa, for the most good chunk of the season, was out with injury. Nafisa Collier, you know, she was pregnant. She didn't come back until a couple, and she was, what, two weeks ago, two two weeks ago, she came back. So uh, it's just really just kind of been a mess. Honestly, I think there's some things that Miss Cheryl Reeves, as the head coach and GM, have to fix. I actually want to read this this quote to you guys. This is actually their exit interview, and I was actually surprised that um, these, these are the, <laughs> she kind of I, I don't know how to feel about this, but I'm just going to read it to you. So, um, she did give her positives. Um, you know, she talked about Mariah Jefferson. She said it was a big pickup. I, I, I mean, I'll be honest, the experiment in Dallas with Mariah Jefferson just didn't work. And I, did, I don't blame, I don't blame her. I just blame the way I think Vicky Johnson just used certain players. you. Um, she, she said the thing she found some leadership in Lindsay Allen. And she's saying that going forward they're gonna be in good shape. And then she also too talked about the the team itself. How can I say this? Uh, this is what this is what she said. So and I quote uh, the conversation that we've had from our side is centered around buying in particularly on the defensive side. That ultimately was the demise of our team. We just we just weren't very difficult to play against. And so we have been the same team for two years. We've had a team that was a little more adverse to working hard, plain and simple. I've tried to yell, cuss and spit. I tried to leave them alone and I was not able to get through this group. And so certainly there's some reflection on my part. Like, what can I do to get a group to buy in? They don't they don't understand the attention to detail that it takes. And this team was just resistant to being pushed towards being better. And like I said, it existed in 2021 as well. This is an outlier for us regards to those things not being at the core of who we were. We easily broken in games. Can we be a different team? We will be a different team next year for sure. And she emphasized will. Oh, so I kind of have an idea who she's talking about. I'm not going to say names. Um, Just for the record, it's not Nafisa Collier. I'm not going to say that. Um, But I do agree with that. I have watched some games where I have seen some, some tempers flare. And I, I think as a coach, as a GM, for her to say those things, as players, you do kind of have to take this opportunity to self-reflect and say, what can I do to be a better player? How can I get better? Uh, she talked about Nafisa's leadership, which has arguably been some you know, the best leader because now this is now her team going forward now that Sylvia is no longer here. It's now definitely Nafisa's team. Um, you know, she's got the work ethic. She's got, The she's just got all the tools to be one of the best, uh, I'll say a top five player in this league. So, watch out for Nafisa Collier next year, definitely be a a top five MVP candidate for me. Um, whether they're the links, they just gotta just like Cheryl Cheryl said, just regroup and they'll figure some things out. But, um, until then, let's move on to the next team. Is this okay? The Los Angeles Sparks. Uh, (laughs) What can I say about the Los Angeles Sparks? Okay, well, I'll say this. From a team perspective, I love the talent. From a managerial perspective, you stink. Let me just get that out the way. You stink. Uh, this is I, I. This probably has probably been the most trying season for them uh, as a as a team. um don't think we're, we're going to work. Um, I, I I just don't. I don't believe in trying to put all these pieces together and hoping this and hope it sticks to the wall. Like, for example, I kind of compared this Sparks team to the Laker team last year, Rob, Pelinka, he got he, Russell Westbrook, Mello. He got all those guys that are way past that, that, you know, chemistry wise don't fit and you expect it to work. Then you're bringing in uh, Stanley Johnson, uh, Austin Reeves, the young guys, you know, Derek just played they, they like the team just wasn't what it should have been. And it go, and that's a reflection on ownership and managerial. Now Derek Fisher, for the most part, like I we've it's no secret that he has to take some blame for the demise of this team because of some of the moves. I mean to let Candace Parker walk, Chelsea Gray walk, or Quinton Williams walk. The Sparks got a, a laundry load of free agents. After this season, the Guma sisters, Decca and Janae uh, Jordan Canada, Lexi Brown, uh, I believe Brittany Sykes is a free agent, Katie Lou Samuelson. Um, they've got, they've got, they've got some things to figure out. I mean, your, your, your first round pick Ray Burrell for the most, I know she's dealing with knee injury. So let's see what she looks like next year. Olivia Nelson Odata, uh, who I, the honest will give some consideration for all rookie team. Uh, let's see what she looks like next year, uh, and then also to you guys figure out what you're going to do with the Katie Carter situation. I thought the way that how that's been handled, I think it's disappointing to see how uh, Fred Williams, who I respect as a coach, uh, sometimes needs to be honest. I just thought the way that it was handled in terms of why is she not playing this game, that game. And then all of a sudden we're playing her when we're trying to get to a play it to the playoffs. So that lets me know that there's a lack of communication. There's a lack of uh, everybody on the same page. It just seems like Kennedy's always got to be the scapegoat. And that's not fair because uh, these narratives that are being painted on her are just utterly ridiculous. So um, and also to hang your hat on the fact that the Sparks don't have a lottery pick for next year. So you have definitely got you definitely got to do something, you gotta put the fire out because it, it's, the fire's going to spread if you don't contain it. Now if' you're, if you're on, if you're if you're front office in ownership. So this off season is this guy there's gonna be a lot to do. Um, Will Fred Wins be the head coach next year? I don't know. Um, who's coming back to Los Angeles? neca said in the ex, her ex interview, she wants to come back. She says she's not leaving. Uh, janae made it clear that she's a two-for-one deal with Neca, so wherever Neca goes she goes uh, i just i just really admire the sparks as p- the players i just admire their perseverance and just they stuck to the course yeah they could have quit as early as june but just just sticking through it and just pushing through and just persevering out I'll be the first to say they deserve their flowers for that. So, as far as, as from a front office perspective, I think the front office got some waking up to do. And it needs to be some, some accountability as well. Uh the last team, Indiana. Well, um, to finish the year off five and thirty-one, uh, there's nothing to really hang your hat on. Uh, It's a bright future for the five rookies, Destiny Henderson, Lexi Hall, Queen and Egbo, Melissa Smith, Emily Inksler. Obviously, your franchise stars Kelsey Mitchell. Um, Carlos Knox, you know, (laughs) to be named Aaron Coach in this kind of situation, I, I give him his flowers for being patient, and trying to instill a winning culture um, and not, and also trying to instill good habits and just being patient because I, I can't imagine what goes through a coach's head when they're asked. Now you're the heck what you're tapping the shoulder. Now you're the coach. Um, As far as it goes, Maureen Stanley, honestly, truthfully, as much as I respect her as a coach, I don't think should have been named head coach for Indiana. I think I've always viewed her as an assistant. Everybody can't be an assistant coach, a head coach. Everybody can't be an assistant. That's just not for her. That's not a knock for her. That's for anybody. Um, Lyndon stated that she is going to evaluate everybody. So there's no, we don't know what the future holds for them in terms of coaching, but, um, for the most part, if I'm Lynn Dunn, I would continue to just build, 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 build uh for the future. You've got a lottery pick. Um, I personally don't think you need to waste it on a center. I mean, Leah Boston's number one overall pick, but I think you could easily uh draft a wing player. Uh, you could probably get a, a point guard or a shooting guard. Honestly, because uh, I don't know what Tiffany Mitchell is going to look like. She's an unrestricted free agent. Kelsey Mitchell, I don't know what's going to go through her head. Victoria Vivians, I don't know if they're going to re-sign her. And McCannon, they got a lot. It's, it's a lot to think about if you're front office. and from a players perspective, too. So these four teams, unfortunately, um, they dream in the Atlanta Dream and the Minnesota Lynx are my two teams to get in the playoffs. Uh, the Indiana Fever did let me down because I did at the beginning of the season. I guaranteed that they would have 10 wins or at least 10 wins. And they were the only team to not have 10 wins. So we're going to move on next to the actual beaten potatoes. We're going to get into the first an eighth seed matchup. God. The Las Vegas Aces versus the Phoenix Mercury. This is this is definitely to be. This is going to be a, a a bloodbath. So uh, the Las Vegas Aces, I believe, swept the Mercury this season, three and zero. Last last time these guys saw each other, were in was in the um, conference finals, and um, very competitive. And uh, to see kind of where both teams have been since then how we've gotten here, you know, remember Liz Cambage was not re-signed, departed for free agency. Uh, Bill Lambier, no longer head coach. Uh, so you bring in Becky Hammond. Uh, you draft Maya Hollingshed and Kristen Bell. You bring in Teresa Plassance, uh Sydney Colston, uh, Kalani Brown before she got injured so it's obviously a new culture it's a new it's a new team basically phoenix um we, we all know what the bg situation um being wrongly detained in russia no one we no one expected that uh, since february the the, the signing at tina, tina charles where i have been vocal on that i think that's just probably been one of the most awkward signings because of the dynamic she's a a back to the basket stretch. She's like a post stretch, and I just don't think it was going to work in Phoenix because Phoenix is a run and gun system, and she's more of a post first then stretch. And I just think also too, it's a new head coach, of Vanessa Nygaard, and you're dealing with a personality of Dinah Tarasi, Skylar Diggins Smith, and Tina Charles. So I, I again, I, I give Vanessa her her flowers on really persevering and handling that throughout the season, just a lot as a coach and also too mentally and emotionally just weighing on the team. You know, Skylar Diggins didn't play the last two games for personal reasons. So I'm, I'm praying that she's doing okay. I hope to see her in the playoffs. Um, and the only thing I will say that is different for the Las Vegas is De'Arica Hamby's injured, um, but they still beat Seattle in the last game by nine to get the playoffs. So, uh, I mean, matchup wise Phoenix has been playing that small ball lineup. I just don't, I don't, I don't know who's going to match up with Asia Wilson. I don't know who can, I mean, other than probably Breonna Turner. Um, I mean, the only truly that like that's lineup's going to be small. Uh, you're probably going to have, if Skyler's back, just have Skyler, Diana, Diamond, Sophie, and Brianna. If Diana doesn't play, Shea Petty, Diana Tarasi, Sophie Cunningham, Diamond De Shields, and Brianna Turner. If Diana is not ready, then you probably put in Jeannie Sims, or you could put in Shea Petty, Sophie Cunningham, Diamond De Shields. Megan Gustafson, Rihanna Turner. You, you can really implement the lineup like that, but the matchups, I, I just do not see any matchups at all because uh, I mean, the only, only matchup I'll take it back is Diamond the Shields probably guarding Kelsey Plum, if not Jackie Young. One um, well, on the defensive side for Las Vegas, Jackie Young will probably be a lot, will be on Diamond the Shields most of the time. So, I mean, throughout the series, um, Phoenix, Phoenix, lost each game by at least 12 or 10 or more points. So um, but even with when you had Skylar Diggins, Diana Taurasi, and Tina Charles out there before she left, uh, there's nothing they could do. Um, but again, when you have players, like I said, Jenny like Shea Petty, Jeannie Sims, Megan Gustafson, Rashonda Gray, Sophie Cunningham. But, uh, The Las Vegas Aces are going to sweep the Phoenix Mercury 2-0. I, I, I I'm sorry. I, I don't see it. I, if Phoenix gets a win, it's... Like, everything points to Las Vegas. The only thing is Las Vegas has to work about is they have this tendency to have this offensive drought and communicate on defense. It's it starts with their defense. If they work on those things, I think Las Vegas would be okay. Um I just oh gosh. I I, I don't know. I, mm, I I see this as probably being the first sweep. saying so, and they're the number one seed as well. So Let's painfully move on to the next one. The Chicago Sky versus the New York Liberty. Oh, really quick. The Las Vegas Aces and the Phoenix Mercury, they start their playoff game 10 p.m. Wednesday on on that network, ESPN. So it'll be in Las Vegas. So how it works is the higher seeds host two games, and you have to win one of them if you're trying to get the game three, and you get the home game yourself. So yeah that's how it's looking but um i'm sorry chicago and las vegas so chicago and new york excuse me i apologize Uh, you get to see sandy coach sandy barndello again uh she was in the finals last year when she was with phoenix and uh they they painfully lost in the finals to chicago last year um chicago is definitely the team to repeat um i mean just in the month of june and july i think they only lost four games uh this month they struggled they lost three and i think some of it i think is just you know fatigue but i think you know i think they're all i think they're just comfortable where they're at as far as number two seed. Uh, for new york uh this was a team that struggled mildly. Uh, they had lost, before the All-Star break, I think they had lost four in a row in July, and then right after All-Star, the All-Star break, they lost five of six. Uh, but the month of August uh, was another example of, car- of of the cardiac kids. Uh, keep in mind, Benajelaini was out for the most this, didn't play most of the season. Uh, you were dealing with injuries as well. You know, you didn't have... Uh, Dee Dee Richards for a period of time. Uh, Asia Durr, you had her before you traded her to before you traded before you traded them to Atlanta. Um, I think just chemistry-wise, uh, really your bright spots are have been Sabrina in, in, in UNESCO and Natasha Howard. Um, but only did come back. I think it was on was it the 6th she came back yes uh so i mean they've been in this situation before because they almost it it was a thriller last year in the first round phoenix versus new york um it came down to just one buck one basket so (sighs) give coach brondello credit for really guiding this team through just the, the rough, just the just the tough, just a rough season they've had. Um, they've when listen when, when the Liberty offensively as a unit, when they click, they are fun to watch. Johannes, in UNESCO, um, um Allen Steffi Steffi Dolson Um Han Yu they are a fun team to watch and watching them from a the Mystics, from watching them play we play the mystics uh it's it's just been it's really you really say to yourself how can you beat a team like that um so i mean yeah so i i in this matchup talent is everything like you're gonna get a lineup probably with Benaja Laney, Sabrina Nescu, Natasha Howard, and Joe Johannes. And then you know you're gonna get Van uh Courtney Vandersloot, Kalia Copper, Kalia Copper, excuse me, Emma Misaman, Candace Parker. That's and Allie Quick and Ali Quigley. So that's gonna be your starting lineup. So it's just gonna be just a ta- I think it's just gonna be just how the Liberty matches up. Uh, I think. Honestly, it's going to come down to the bench for New York. I just think Chicago just has too much veteran presence on this team. And they just got and, and that, that championship DNA. I just think that Chicago just has everything to just handle their business. And painfully, I have to say it, the Chicago sky will sweep the New York Liberty. Guaranteed. I say that painfully. Um, I, 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 I'll say I feel like New York will steal a game, um, but that's 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 going to be it's going to be really interesting because Game One. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, Game One. No matter what happens, you set the it sets the tone for the playoffs. So if I'm a lower seated team, I gotta set the tone for the playoffs because if you get one, if you get one in Chicago. Or if you get one in Las Vegas, it sets the tone for the for the series. So I think that's the mentality you gotta have. You know, you just gotta just get one. That should be the mentality from New York. This should be interesting. The Connecticut Sunrest of the Dallas Wings. Um, first and foremost, congratulations to Coach Ricky Johnson. Got coach of the month. Um, this is another team that surprised me where i was in it because the, the dallas wings i said it if you I said i guaranteed them get into the playoffs and then it was kind of looking like yo what's what's going on here um now painfully dallas will not have a rike because she's recovering from an abdominal injury and the way they're like explaining it uh she could probably potentially miss the first most likely miss the first round of the playoffs um they they are a different team when she's not out there. Um, I, I I had an issue with the the fact that you've already clinched the playoffs. This is this is just how I feel. Soapbox. If we've made the playoffs, as a coach, I, I shouldn't have my starters out there. Let 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 me let me let me make that vehemently clear. Um. I I get it. Dallas has just up and down, just been up and down. But as the last game of the season, season before playoffs, your star player's gonna miss the first round. The fact that you're not taking this opportunity to rush your starters. I'm all for your starters getting some minutes, but the fact that you really had Maria, Marina Mabry, Tara McCowan out there practically the whole game, almost, and a blowout win against a spark team that literally, literally one, two, three, Cancun. I now if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. So um I, I had I have an I had an issue with that. So also to that Dallas is the second best offense in the league. Uh, that's something you can't get that you should ring your hat. That also wait, um, should pay attention to. And also too, if you paid attention, say two Sableys was, was dealing with an ankle injury. I hope she's doing okay. And Isabel Harrison, I know missed the game because of a shoulder injury. Dallas is a young and dynamic team. They can really do a lot of things. Um, they're long, they're athletic. They can cause some, some problems. You know, uh, it, it's just interesting to see how this Dallas team is going to go up against a team that I still think is a finals can, that should be in the finals, and that's the Connecticut Sun. Um, I've said this before, and I've said this again. Connecticut is to me is one of those teams. There's too many chefs in the kitchen, and there's not a cook, there's not a waiter, there's not a a busboy, there's none of that. I just see a lot of chefs in the kitchen. And that, to me, can be the demise of the Sun. Because if, if I'm saying John Quayle Jones is my best player, I, she should be demanding the ball. And it's kind of hard to make sure everybody is getting equal touches. But like Alyssa Thomas should be definitely, she actually did win Comeback Player of the Year. Congratulations. And she should she should win Defensive Player of the Year, but I feel they're going to get it to Asia. Uh, Brianna Jones, no doubt, was my sixth Player of the Year. So congratulations! Um, it's really curious to see how this Sun team will look. Uh, I mean, I feel like this is the year they can get over the hump. They've gone eleven and eleven and three since the All Star break. I mean. The only thing is the last three years, they've had the unfortunate pleasure of always having a starter out the lineup due to injury. Unless Thomas without Jasmine Jones tore her AC Jasmine Jones. Jasmine Thomas, she tore her ACL. I believe it was John Paul Jones who sat who sat out during the playoffs. I mean season. this is some bad stuff. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna say. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know how much more it is I can take. I I I just don't know. This is ridiculous. I, 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 oh oh Lord. I, I <sighs> and then also to uh, Bria Hartley, who I also i sadly also tore her ACL. So uh, tore uh, three games and two her her short time with the Suns. I hope she's doing well. I'm praying for her recovery as well. Um, Dallas is appearing in the playoffs for the second time. Last time they won a playoff game. No, they haven't won a playoff game since they left Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that sounds about right. Now, as far as the matchups, um, I'm curious to see if, Natisha Heideman and Marina Mabry are going to be a matchup between each. It's uh, going to be a good matchup. I want to see that. Um, um, Marina Mabry, in the absence of Rika Gumuale, <laughs> that girl can, she can ball 15 points um, at least in one of the seven games and then 20 or more three times. Um, well, she dropped 20 points last Sunday, saw the Connecticut and Dallas saw each other. Um, Natisha heidemann i definitely I give her some some credit as well she definitely stepped up this year um in terms of kind of just taking on that role so especially on the defensive side of the ball um uh, i could definitely see marina could have her hands full um but that wings backcourt that's going to be the key uh you don't have a Ari- you don't have ricky there, so veronica burton Ty Harris, they're really going to be expected to step up. Now, the big matchup, the big matchup you've been waiting for is going to be John Jonquan Jones and Rihanna Jones versus Tierra McCowan. That's going to be the key. Um, Tierra McCowan, who was a cheat code, <laughs> uh, averaged 27, I mean 17 and 11 rebounds in the last seven games. And um, that's definitely, definitely going to be interesting how those – to match up against tiara i think they're going to do well um if you just double tier McCowan and you get her off the box and get her to the out try to get her out get her to the mid-range done just pray like hell you can get a charge you get an offensive uh, offensive foul call because she has been completely unstoppable these last seven games um but I'll be honest, Brianna Jones and John, Brianna and John Quill, they have played fairly well together. And uh, they are a reason why they are all WNBA sixth player of the year, all-star defensive player of the year, all NBA team for a reason. Uh, But I will say the Connecticut Sun, they will beat the Dallas Wings. Guaranteed. I see Dallas stealing one game, but I see Connecticut finishing in three. Uh, so something tells me Dallas is going to win a game. Something just tells me that. Now, this, this should definitely be the match. This should be the this is probably going to be the best matchup of the first round. Washington Mystics, baby, versus the Seattle Storm. Let's get it. Washington Mystics, Seattle Storm. We all knew it. We all knew it was bound to happen. We were not going to move that fourth seed. Um, whatsoever oh really quick by the way um Connecticut and Dallas their first game is Thursday eight eight in the evening on that network Espen and then game two same will be yeah so same so the higher the seas, they host the first two games so Connecticut hosts the first two games Seattle hosts the first two games but back back to back to this to to the to the to the the, the, the dessert. Um, okay, Seattle, they've dealt with a lot in the early part of the season. Um, they've dealt with a good number of players that were on that were in the health and safety protocols. Um, the acquisition of Tina Charles was actually a at one point kind of weird because it took some adjusting, and you had to figure out what was the best lineup to put her in. Um, I just think it just took. I think that her being inserted to the lineup, I think, kind of took away Ezzy Magnahabore's minutes and touches on the ball. Um, like this, this, this Seattle team is they're more they're they're more heavily experienced, they're championship ready. Um, but I, I I really think the as a fifth seed, the Washington Mystics are being slept on. You know, arguably, you know, it's just something about the Washington Mystics. When I look at this squad, you know, yes, we've dealt with Elena Deladon on scheduled rest. Alicia Clark didn't play half the, you know, beginning of the year because she was recovering from a foot injury. Dealing with COVID, you know, we letting go of some players here. You know, we had Katie Vinzen, Katie Burke. Um, you know, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been kind of a weird season. There's been some good games and been some bad games. But, for the most part like i think that for when, when i look at this season it's one thing i will give coach i will i will i will give coach t his flowers on this is reflection of the team taking this approach on making sure everyone's minutes are managed pro are, are managed properly and yes it did cost us some some games along the way but this I, like when healthy, when the offense is clicking, yes, the Washington Mystics are scary. Yes, the what the Seattle Storm beat us two the three times we've played them. But if you paid attention, those three games we played Seattle, painfully, we failed to reach eighty points. These are legitimate questions. I don't have answers. I'm stuck. And. I mean, yeah, defense wins championships, but when you got to deal with Brianna Stewart, Jewel Lloyd, Tina Charles, what else can you really do on the defensive side of the ball? Now, obviously, the X factor for the playoffs for these two teams, it's Deladon versus Brianna Stewart. MVPs, Elena Deladon played all three games. Yes, she had a one, like I said, all three. Elena put up great numbers in those three games. She averaged 19, but Brianna averaged 20. I mean, look, anything – Seattle has the home court advantage, right? But to me, to me, if Washington steals, if they get one in Seattle, that sets the tone for the series. I think what's going to come down to is – making shots, you're going to have to keep the turnover differential down to the ice. He's, t- he said 12 to 13 range. I'm going to say 10 to 11. You've got to, the, the bench is key for Washington. But my starting five, that starting five with Tosh, Ariel, Elena, Alicia, Shakir, they have to play great. They have to stay the course and stay poised because when you looked at the second matchup, that Sunday game in Seattle, the biggest thing when it came down to was they just hit shots. And I think we were, we, we, we clipped better offensively. The offense is key, but also too, I need the bench to step up. This is where your money's made. If you're Shatori Walker, Kimball, Tiana Hawkins, um, Myesha Hines-Allen, who's coming off um, COVID, um, restrict, off health and safety, health and safety protocols. Um, Rory Machida, like you need all hands on deck. But remember, I think it's in the favor for the Washington Mystics because even though that we're the, I think we're eighth in terms of offense because of pace, which is the worst stat in the league, because I think it's like two possessions less than all other 12 teams. But the game always slows down. And I think that's going to be the key for the Mystics to win. So it comes down to offense, pace, and defense. Those are the three keys for the Mystics. They gotta, they gotta do it. I want to say this is going to be a surprising upset. The Washington Mystics will will win in three against the Seattle Storm. Guaranteed. I I see it. I, I I can feel it. I feel that is going to be the upset for the first round. I just – I can't see Washington going up to Seattle for two games and then looking like, nah, that ain't going to happen. And we know this. We know this team is definitely, definitely, definitely going to be ready. But um, – and also, too, we play them Thursday night, 10 p.m. Uh, let, Let me just say this really quick for being a part of the Washington Mystics media calls, when they're on the West Coast and they're playing games that that, late, it is brutal because it's like if the game starts at 10, by the time it's their time, by the time we're done, it's like 1.30 in the morning. I just, ooh. But you know what? It's fun, though. Um, They did have a practice immediately, but they call. I will share that in tomorrow's episode. I actually have a special guest coming on to talk with me he is a seattle storm fan so he's going to probably you know we're going to chop it up for a little bit for the preview for the game also um, be tuned in for that but um if i had to pick what this what this implicates um i think the first round you're going to have some good matchups i see two sweeps i see one series, i see two i see a series upset and i see one taking three games sweet las vegas sweet chicago connecticut wins in three washington upset seattle in three that's how i see it um but What Okay. If anyone's in the comments, can you guys hear me? Let me know. Sound check. Make sure I'm good to go. I'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, but for non-playoff teams, and I had to give you the... I don't have an IG. I have a Twitter. I have a Twitter page. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's one Nathan Snell. It's actually on the YouTube channel um, below. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. That's where you'll get most of the updates. Um, I am on Facebook as well, uh, but I'm more on Twitter. So definitely check me out there. But um, I had to I had to play the Jim Moore clip real quick for my non-playoff teams. I'm sorry because uh, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. But um, non-playoff teams, I'm sorry. What's that? She's oh, not going to play. Okay. But let me know your thoughts in the below. That's going to conclude the episode. Uh, it's going to be a great first round for the playoffs. I can't wait. Um, be tuned in for future episodes. What's coming also down the pipe, the awards for this upcoming season, they have been an- announced as of right now. Breonna Jones, Alyssa Thomas were named Comeback Player of the Year. Alyssa Thomas and Brianna Jones was sixth woman of the year. Um Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, and the All-NBA teams have not been released just as yet, as I can can confirm that as of right now. Um, But other than that, be tuned in for those episodes. And, uh, yeah, please like, comment, subscribe, share the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, Also, too, like I said, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Please leave a review much it helps helps the podcast grow and it also too helps my youtube channel grow as well so um close the message be great be kind let's spread positivity and love to and love and support for one another uh, because we're all put on this earth to do great things um that's the mindset and that is my closing message for that day so season 10 is in the is season one is in the books for season 10 uh like i also to some preseason for the nfl be tuned in for that and then yeah college basketball college football as well as down the pipe so it's all look it's all up from up here It's the road starting to clear up is the traffic starting to clear up and the road is starting to look very smoother so i'm out ladies and gentlemen peace stay up be blessed Uh, But I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, These young guys, they never call us and say, when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. Thanks for the kind words. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. Thank you for tuning in to Big Nate Sports Talk. If you enjoyed that episode and you want to see more content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Bring your sports game on Big Nate Sports Talk.